0: He looked at him, he said, you are the worst conditioned pro athlete that I have ever seen in my life. You are an absolute disaster. For you, I will skate nowhere.
1: You believe it! I knew there wasn't a lot of time. I didn't
0: realize there was only five seconds. I just jumped out into the crowd and started running towards them. So they I got the puck, all of a sudden I got rolled over. Here's Kretzky, at the line, oh, he hit! Kretzky really belted by Macquarie and he is hurt. It was his last shift in the NHL. <laughs> he never played it again. again. Don't you ever let that bird stand in your crease. If he's there, you run him the f- over.
1: He was oh. a beauty. I'm James Duffy, and this is Beauties, Hockey's Greatest Untold Stories, the podcast based on the book of the same name, which is now available. We're not going to share all of the book's stories on the pod, just a few. Today's tale Milbury's Solo Bag Skate. The phone rings in Dave Poolin's Pittsburgh hotel room. His longtime roommate on the road, Rick Tockett, answers. Tockett makes a strange face and looks straight at Pooley. He hands the Philadelphia Flyers captain the phone. It's Clarkie, Tockett says. Pooley and Bob Clark have been best friends for years, as teammates and training partners during Clark's final year in the league, and as golf partners ever since he moved into the Flyers' front office.
0: Clarkie and I were close, we played a lot of golf in the summer, and Clarkie always told me, if you asked who you were traded for, you didn't really care that you were traded, you just wanted to know what your
1: value was. And now Clarkie is the Flyers' GM, on the other end of the phone, telling Pooley he's been traded to the Boston Bruins. So I picked up the phone, I said, hi, Bob. He said, hey, uh, Davey, I, I just traded you to Boston. I said,
0: really? He said, yeah, you know, you've done some great things for our team, but we're gonna make some changes, and listen, I've just traded you to Boston. And, um, you know, you've got to call Harry Sinden, here's his number. I said, no, I don't need it, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> and he said, no, you gotta take Harry Sinden's number down. I said, no, I'm good, but thanks anyway, Bob. And I hung up. <laughs> and I didn't ask him who I was traded for. <laughs> and so, Talkit looks at me, goes, what's up? I go, I, I just got traded to Boston. He goes, you gotta be kidding me. I said, nope, who for? I go, I don't know. <laughs> he goes, you didn't ask? He go, nope, doesn't matter. <laughs> So now I call the traveling secretary, Joe Cadillac, and I said, uh, hey, Joe, I just got traded. He goes, what? I said, yeah, meet me in the lobby. i got to get a flight back to Philly. So he said, is anybody else going? I said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So I get downstairs, and he goes, I guess you're the only one that got traded. I said, I guess so. So now I'm on a plane home from Pittsburgh to Philly at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone's from Philly. Everyone's like, what are you doing? said yeah I got traded for who I "I don't know (laughs) and so I land in Philly and US Air a guy gets on the plane he goes hey Dave there's a lot of media out here and stuff I can take you out the back I said no I'll I'll talk to the media I gotta talk to the media at some point so they all gather around lights all go on cameras are all rolling He said what do you think of the trade I go what's the trade (laughs) they said they didn't tell you I said I didn't ask (laughs) <laughs> I think that bothered Clarkie more than anything.
1: Despite his indifferent exterior, Pooley is shattered. He has love being the captain of the Flyers, and it cuts deep that his best friend decided he was the one who needed to go. He briefly ponders not reporting to Boston. His wife is in the midst of a high risk pregnancy. They already have two other young daughters, and he's in the final year of his contract. But the Bruins are in first place, and they really want him. So he packs his bags and heads to Boston to play for Mike Milbury. Just a few weeks into Pooley's tenure as a Bruin, the team hits a mini slump. They lose back-to-back games at home, then drop the first of a six-game road trip in Winnipeg. Milbury doesn't say a single word after the Jets game. The team flies to Vancouver, where the players are looking forward to a couple of scheduled days off before getting back on the ice. They land and Milbury says, we're going, so we're going, right, going right to, to the, the rink. rink. You gotta be kidding
0: me. Get to the rink, he says, we're on the ice in 20 minutes. Now 20 minutes. I mean we're scrambling. The trainers are trying to unpack stuff and we throw our gear on.
1: And you're thinking you're about to get bag skated like we, nobody's business. We are gonna get bag skated, there's
0: no question about it. And he said, when you got to the ice, you could only step on the ice and you had to stand right along the boards. He wouldn't let you move. So you were in full gear, and you were standing along the boards. One by one, we came out in the ice. He said, look, I've got the ice for three hours each in the next three days. I could crush you. I could physically kill you. But, you know, I don't think physical conditioning is an issue with this team. I think you're in pretty good shape. I think we've done a good job of addressing that. But there's some mental things that are really bothering me, and some things about some individuals that are really, really bothering me. And and so I need a workout. So what I'm going to do is and he was in sweats, coach of sweats, he had his skates on, he said, I'm going to skate, and I'm gonna go over and back twice for each one of you, but before I do, I'm gonna tell you what's bothering me about each of you. What does that mean? Like, uh, how does
1: that work? Millbury starts with Lyndon Byers, one of the toughest young players in the NHL. He stands directly in front of him and says,
0: Lyndon, absolutely love what you've brought to this team you bring a toughness and you sometimes don't know when to do it sometimes you fight for yourself sometimes you fight for a teammate and you have a chance to be one of the best tough guys in the NHL because you can actually play a little bit you've got to figure that out you've got to really work at a craft and know when to fight know when to not fight know when it hurts a team know when it doesn't hurt the team and by the way you're going out way too much you are in the bars all the time. I know you're in the bars. I have my people. And you're either going to drink your way out of the league or, or, or you're going to be a mess. And he said, for that, I'm going to skate. And he goes over and back, over and back, twice. So he gets back, and he's huffing and puffing. And a I don't know, was in his late 30s, or early 40s. And you know, he's a former pro athlete. And you think he's, this guy going to be able to do this for 23 guys. So he gets to the next guy, gets to the next guy, gets to me. He says, three weeks ago, We traded for the captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. We traded. Harry Sinden actually made a deal ahead of the deadline. He goes, I've never seen our locker room that excited. Our locker room was ecstatic. We were in Hartford. We heard about the trade. We are like, oh my God, we just traded for Dave Poole. You have no idea how excited we were. Some nights you're here. Some nights you're our best player. You have been so great some nights. And some nights your head is back in Philadelphia. You're not a flyer anymore. You do not wear orange and black anymore. You wear gold and black. When you decide there's a Bruins logo on your jersey, then we may have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. You could be the single biggest factor. And for that, I'm going to skate. And so he goes over and back, over and back. So now he's about halfway through the team. He's sweating like he's a mess, right? We're thinking he's going to have a heart attack here.
1: Then he gets to Craig Janney, Coolie says CJ is a really good player and we all love him, but he isn't in great shape.
0: Now, Craig Janney was an unbelievably skilled kid who was a, sort of fine his way. It was maybe his third year in the league. He'd come back after the 88 Olympics. Notoriously poorly conditioned athlete, okay? Just God given talent. He looked at him, he said, You are the worst conditioned pro athlete that I've ever seen in my life. You are an absolute disaster. For you, I will skate nowhere. And he went right to the next guy. And now we're crushed. Like, CJ was a really popular player, and we're like, and yes, he wasn't in good shape, but he was a great player. Just crushed.
1: On and on it goes, player by player. Finally, Milbury gets to Ray Bohr.
0: So we're waiting now, and we had a player that wore number 77 that was a pretty good player, Okay. Uh, one of the great defensemen in the history of the world, and Ray Bork. So we're with. what's he going to say to Ray? What's he going to say to Ray? So he gets to Ray, stopped. It's so late in his tenure. Now he's sweating. He's all ready. He I played with number four. He was the greatest defenseman in the history of the game. And he held up his hand. He said, you will go down as number three four five and he's wiggling his fingers and he goes you're on that hand trust me you're on that hand you're one of the best but you've got to use the middle of the ice don't you you've got to step up and throw that saucer pass up the middle of the ice don't you you won't listen you're gonna use the middle of the ice are you he says ray ray give away Now, at this point, we're choking. We're trying. I mean, we're dying. We're we're laughing so hard, but we can't because he's so mad. And I'm looking at Ray, and Ray is just, you can see the temperature going up in Ray. And he goes, and for you, I will skate. Over and back, over and back. So this ends, and he gets us all together, and he said, if I Now, we even moved. We're all standing against the board. And he said, if I see one of you sons of bitches in the next three days, I'll probably kill you. And he left.
1: And that's it. For an hour, the coach of the Boston Bruins bag skates himself. Three nights later, his Bruins beat the Canucks 7-2. Ray Bork has a goal and five assists.
0: And I remember scoring up to half the game saying, how you doing? He looked at me and said, Ray, Ray, give away my ass. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> it worked.
1: The Bruins go on to win the next three, and they bring home the President's Trophy for finishing first overall. Pooley has two theories on Milbury's motivation for the solo bag skate.
0: Make us think about what we were or weren't doing for him and what bothered him and how, how to get to each one of us mentally, because skating us down to the end of the rink and back wasn't going to make us better. But it made me think, like it made me, it, it hit so close to home with me, because he was dead right. I mean, some nights my head was back in Philadelphia and some nights I wasn't a Boston Bruin. And the other theory? honestly think he just needed a workout (laughs) instead of riding the bike in the exercise room i'm going to work out here and that's what i'm going to do
1: beauties is written by me james duffy and produced by Christoph mamona with the support of tsn and bell media the book beauties is available wherever you get your books i think you'll like it and don't forget to listen to our after show Rubber Beauties with the cast of the Rubber Boots Podcast. You can find it where you find the Rubber Boots Pod.
0: Beauties They call them beauties Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. They pay that game their own way
1: Cause they're